Um, and then we do a round robin where we ex- each of us expresses uh, gratitude for the day and a special intention. As I reflect on the blessings of this year, I'm thankful for you, the heroes of your homeschool. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. Welcome back to the Homeschool Journal. This is our Thanksgiving episode, and we're going to spend some special time together giving thanks sharing thanks. And so while we're going to read some of the things that friends submitted on social media about how they develop an attitude of gratitude in their homes or how they are thankful for the things and the gifts around them, we are also going to share a little bit of history about our Thanksgiving holiday. You see, it's uniquely American, and we want to share that with each other, remember where it came from, and then share it with others when we travel around the world. Something I did and something one of our guests that we're going to read about did as well. Now, the other thing that I want you to stay tuned for at the very end of our podcast is a special message from our Memoria Press family here to you our homeschoolers. So let's jump into our Thanksgiving Day podcast. Well, friends, if you have been in our read-alouds over several different grades, then I'm sure that you have been covering Thanksgiving in what you've been reading to your kiddos. Or maybe you have gone to the library and picked up a few books about this time of year. Or maybe you have older kids and you'd like to just remind them of where our Thanksgiving holiday comes from. Well, many of these books, obviously, you've got to be reading about our pilgrims, the first Thanksgiving in 1621, uh, the Wampanoags and their chief Massasoit. And I'm sure Squanto is thrown in there as well. Well, you know, there's so much history to this uniquely American holiday. I'm going to share a little bit of it with you today. In fact, there's some writings that have been uh, saved and documented from one of the pilgrims, and his name was Edward Winslow. So give me a minute, and we're going to read this from Edward Winslow about that first Thanksgiving. And he says, Our harvest being gotten in, Our governor sent four men on fowling so that we might, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with a little help beside, served the company almost a week, at which time amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, many of the Indians coming amongst us, and amongst the rest their greatest king, Massasoit. With some ninety men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor, and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty." So even that very first day and those very first pilgrims that experienced our first Thanksgiving, you know, they launched this Thanksgiving to God. And that's one of the things that has really been pervasive throughout our history of this particular holiday. But you see, this holiday keeps growing. It it kept growing and it it just evolved. I hate that word, but, but maybe that's one of the things we need to talk about because we have since that time 
There was George Washington in 1789 when he made a proclamation for a Thanksgiving Day calling the nation to celebrate thanks on November 26th of that year. And then he was followed by John Adams and James Madison. But there's more words that I want to read to you. And these are the words of Abraham Lincoln, as published in Harper's Weekly in October of 1863 in the midst of the Civil War. And we all know what was going on in our country in that time. But in the middle of this strife, Abraham Lincoln calls the country to give thanks. And so let's listen to his words. In every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and prayer to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. Of course, written only as Abraham Lincoln can write. But these are his words in 1863. Now, again, in 1864, he actually made an official presidential proclamation. Again, written as only Abraham Lincoln can do. And this is one of the things that I shared out on on social media. So I am going to read a little bit of it to you, but I would encourage you with your families to go back and look at this particular proclamation. You see, the first beginning, the first part of his proclamation is about what's going on in our country at that time. And even though he recognizes the strife and the heartache and the hurt and the soldiers and the, and the grief, he constantly calls back to the Father's hand in all of that. But the second paragraph of his proclamation is what I shared on, on social media, and I'm, and I'm going to read that here now. So thanks for hanging in there with me as we read these historic things about our country and this holiday. And here's what Abraham Lincoln says. Now, therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November next as a day which I desire to be observed by all my fellow citizens, wherever they may then be, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God, the beneficent creator and ruler of the universe. And I do further recommend to my fellow citizens aforesaid that on that occasion, they do reverently humble themselves in the dust and from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for a return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land, which it has pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and for our posterity throughout all generations. You know, Abraham Lincoln, I think, was said to have memorized the entire Bible. And so he and, and many of our forefathers and many faithful in this country, I think, understand completely 1 Thessalonians five seventeen to 18. And the Lord tells us, pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And that's what we call ourselves to on Thanksgiving, is a gratefulness to our Father, a gratefulness to our families, and just the opportunity to share fellowship and thanks with each other. And that's what we've been doing a little bit on social media to lead up to this particular podcast. So today, we're going to share words of thanks from you, from our homeschool parents out there who dropped some into social media for me so that we could be here today together. So let's start off with some of those words of thanks here on the Homeschool Journal today. One of the things that's been really important in my home 
is to develop an attitude of gratitude. And I sent that out to a few and asked, you know, how do you develop an attitude of gratitude in your home? Well, let's read a little bit of those together. So my friend Debbie, I love Debbie. She is so honest, just like me. And she says to me, well, Debbie, you may not know that I'm reading this, but I am. (laughs) I've been feeling bad that we don't have an attitude of gratitude. But the more I thought of it, I kept coming back to this. We are very conscious in our family to thank people for doing things, even unexpected or required things. So when my daughter does the dishes, I make sure to thank her even though it is her chore. We say thank you a lot. We also practice saying, you're welcome, to acknowledge the thanks that was given. I think saying thank you helps each of us feel valuable. And Debbie, I couldn't agree more. Giving thanks to each other in the little things that we do every day is just as important as the big thanks that we will spend together today on Thanksgiving. And it's these little things that develop that attitude of gratitude in our homes. And I love what Debbie says about making sure to acknowledge the words of thanks with a, you're welcome. You know, I think it was, it was Mother Teresa who said that we can do small things with great love. And while the words thank you may be small, they are said with great love. Now, I've got another friend, Elizabeth, who, when I asked this question, how do you develop an attitude of gratitude in your home? She answered um, with some words of wisdom, as Elizabeth would. And so let me share those with you. We recently finished Climbing Parnassus by Tracy Lee Simmons for for our HLS book club. Okay, I'm going to have an aside here. If you've not read um, Tracy Lee Simmons' Climbing Parnassus, I'm going to put a plug in just like Elizabeth is. That's an incredible book. You can read it once, twice, three times. Oh, and she says, this was my third reading of the book, and I need a fourth read through already just to scratch the surface. A quote that continues to resonate with me is, formed minds and tempered souls are no small gifts to the world. It is a reminder to me of the hard and fulfilling work of homeschooling and the opportunity to do so for which I am forever grateful. Though often mundane, It is a worthwhile endeavor that involves hard work and sacrifice. Vincit qui patitur, one who suffers also conquers. I grow in an attitude of gratitude as we make this climb together and I see the formation of their minds and the temperance of their souls overflowing in our home. I am thankful for the gift of time with my children for efforts pay off when our gaze remains steady. I am thankful for the mundane daily work for the result is indeed no small gift to the world. When our family is together around the table for Thanksgiving, I am reminded of the most important things and thankful that our time is filled with them. You know, Elizabeth and the rest of you out there, she uses the word mundane twice and nothing that you do is mundane. And I think that was a message that I wanted to send at the very beginning of homeschool season two. If you've not listened to um, our encouragement message to launch the season um, that was also shared last summer at Sedalitas, I, I encourage you to go listen um, to that podcast. But nothing that we do is mundane when we are focused on our families, when we are giving thanks with each other, and when we share this time together, and when we see these small tasks of each day as great works for our family and for our nation. So keep up the great work. Now, I've read 
from a couple submissions about an attitude of gratitude in the home, but I have a guest that we're going to bring on who's going to share with us how she develops an attitude of gratitude in her home. So let's get to Amanda here. Hi, Amanda. How are you today? Hi, Carrie. I'm doing great. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Is this your first time on a podcast? This is my first time on a podcast. Yay. yay. So Amanda, we've been um, talking about an attitude of gratitude in our homes. And you had placed something out on social media for me that I thought was sweet, simple, but so special. And so I'm going to let you share that with our listeners today. Um, right. So when we start our homeschool day, like most people, we start together, um, can we call it our morning meeting and we start with the prayer, which I typically say out loud. Um, and then we do a round Robin where we, ex- each of us expresses uh, gratitude for the day and a special intention. And with the gratitude, we're trying to say it, um, within a prayer. So rather than saying something like, I'm thankful for this beautiful day. Um, I'm trying to model and have the children say, dear God, thank you for this beautiful day. Oh, how wonderful. I love that you frame that within prayer for your children. Now, speaking of your children, tell me about your homeschool. What ages and stages do you have? And so I have a 10-year-old boy and a 7-year-old girl, and this is our second year homeschooling. Well, congratulations for getting through your first year, You and you loved it enough to stay and, and go into your second year, right? <laughs> yes, and th- this is the good year. This is the good year. We survived last year. This is the year where we're taking it up a little bit. Amen to that. I completely get that survival year. I, I tell a lot of homeschoolers, just survive those first at least several months. You will get to the point at which Amanda is at where they are developing that attitude of gratitude in their homes and grateful for the homeschooling experience. So in this thankfulness that you are developing with your children, how have you seen that maybe grow into the rest of their daily lives? Uh, So, well, at first it took a little bit of prodding because sometimes, you know, they would come to the table and say something like, well, I can't think of anything. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's, it's really, you know, and I was like, really, you can't think of anything. We've had a lot of blessings. We can't think of anything that we're grateful for. And so over the last three months, because we just started this in August, um, I've generally seen them just be ready. So I also know they're thinking about it before they get to the table. Beautiful. And it's just been this really um, beautiful way, too, of seeing what's in their hearts and in their minds. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen them express, you know, uh, gratitude for maybe the achievement of a sibling. So they're not even grateful for their own blessings, but they're starting to be grateful for the blessings of others. And that has been really beautiful to see. That means it's really what you're doing is really taking root when they can look outside of themselves, when they can be grateful for something for their sibling. Wow. Hats off to you, Amanda. That's absolutely (laughs) amazing. You know, we um, I'll share with you just a little bit about what our family has done. And yes, we we frame it within prayers. But now I have teenagers. And I'm that question that you ask of your kids when you're like, come on, guys, there's something you're grateful for. I'm going to tell you, even with my teenagers, I'm still saying that at the end of ours happens at the end of a long day um, when we pray together. And um, we may all be tired. And I'll look at them, guys. I know you've got something. Get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> and we open in <laughs> prayer. So I have to prompt my teenagers, too. 
Um, but the we do around Robin as well. But I'm going to credit my my mother in law with this. Um, at on Thanksgiving Day, when we are all together, all the cousins, the siblings, uh, the grandparents, and and sh- we all stand in a circle in her nice big kitchen, and we share a word of thanks and a gratitude that each of us um, can just really express to the Lord uh, within prayer. So. Um, Amanda, it's happening in your home. It's happening in mine. And I know it's happening in, in many of our homeschoolers' homes out there. But today you have shared yours with ours. Amanda, thank you for being with us. No, thank you so much for having me. All right, Amanda. God bless your Thanksgiving day. You too. Thanks. Again, thanks to Amanda for coming on and sharing with us about the attitude of gratitude in her home. So let's switch from the attitude of gratitude to giving thanks. What are the things that our Memoria Press families out there are giving thanks for at this time of year? And many of you submitted those out on social media for me, and I'm going to share those here today. So let's read a few together. Jody says, goodness. Jody sounds just like me. Goodness gracious. I am grateful for my husband and his dedication and hard work which allows us the opportunity to homeschool our littles, as this was never a reality when I was raising my firstborn who turns 29 tomorrow. I miss so much working two or three jobs when he was growing up. Jody, I completely understand, and we should be very grateful for our husbands that make this possible, or the mothers that make this possible too for our dads that stay at home and homeschool. Diana says one of the same things. Diana says, I am forever thankful for my husband who planted the seeds of homeschooling many years ago. Diana, I know your husband and I'm thankful for him too. But let's let's pause for a minute and talk about our dads. So we've got some dads out there that I know are the primary homeschoolers in their homes. I get to talk to a couple of them at least. And if you're out there and you're listening to this, call me. I want to get to know you as well. But then we have our dads that are our support for the moms that are the primary homeschoolers. And dads, we want to acknowledge you. And so these two moms have, they've helped me to do this. You know, it's really important to me in this season and leading up to our next summer conference in July of 2022, that we spend time focusing on our dads, focusing on really appreciating the entire homeschool family. So I want to thank these moms for helping us to do that today and give thanks for our husbands and our dads. So this next mom that sent in a word of thanks I want to share with you has something that I can definitely identify with. And after I read you what Terry has sent us, I'll share with you a little bit about my homeschooling experience. Terry says, I'm thankful to have a remote and flexible job that gives me the opportunity to be home with my children. I'm also very thankful for all the homeschooling groups I've found on social media that have been such a valuable resource of insight and support. I wouldn't have found Memorial Press otherwise. Now, I got the opportunity to talk to Terry um, on the phone for a little bit, and I really appreciated her story because I was a working homeschooler as well. For almost every year that I homeschooled, I had a part-time job. And 
I gave thanks to God regularly for trying to be, trying to be that um, Proverbs 31 mom who was also able to support her family in some way uh, during that homeschool duration for us. And and my job was flexible too. And so to the people that worked with me during that time, I am grateful to them. And I'm grateful to God for providing me that opportunity. Now, she also talks about social media. I have to tell you, while I was homeschooling, I was not on social media. Um, but I am now a little bit, and therefore we have all these wonderful entries uh, for this podcast and for that I am grateful. But I also got to get to hear from Terry her story about how she found Memoria Press. And and that was definitely through social media and through her job. And um, Terry, it was a really neat story to share with you. So thank you so much. All right. So we'll move on to our next mom, um, Heather, who has quite a few words of thanks to share with us. Heather says, I am thankful for the changes in our lives that led us to pull our kids from public school and homeschool our children. The confidence and assurance this is the right choice for us has been a blessing. My kids are happier and doing better than ever before. Thankful for a friend that suggested classical education and believed in my abilities as a mother and teacher. Thankful for my sister and her family that provided help when my husband lost his job in 2020. I am thankful for the time spent with all my family. We are thankful to spend another Thanksgiving with my 92-year-old grandmother. Despite her declining health, she is lively. The joy my kids share with playing games or cuddling with their great-grandmother is so beautiful. And Heather, I want to say there are so many things in your message that resonate with a lot of other parents out there, but it also resonates with me. We want you all to know that here at Memorial Press, we're thankful for you. We're thankful that you chose classical education. We, we believe in your abilities. Heather, just as you had a friend that believed in you, we believe in our homeschool families, and we know that we want to be with you on this journey. So here's another mom. She's got a great name. Her name's Carrie. She says, I'm thankful for the past three years that my family has spent living abroad. We've been blessed to introduce our American Thanksgiving tradition with new friends who have never experienced it before. And I got to correspond with Carrie a little bit. She's out in France. But I can also identify with sharing that Thanksgiving spirit experience. You see, I grew up in Toronto, Canada. And even though Canada has a Thanksgiving in October, that meant we got to do Thanksgiving twice. So we did a Thanksgiving in October and we shared our American Thanksgiving in November. So Carrie, I get it. A lot of good eating, I'm sure. So the last word of thanks that I'm going to share with you is from Beth. And Beth says, I'm thankful my kids are able to grow up with both sets of their grandparents in their lives, as this is something my husband and I didn't experience growing up. There have been a lot of health scares over the past year, and it was truly looking like there were going to be some empty chairs at the Thanksgiving table this year. So many answered prayers to be thankful for. Beth, I'm going to say amen to that for me and so many of our families out there. And for those of you for whom there may be an empty chair this Thanksgiving, our prayers and our thoughts are with you. So I want to thank all of our homeschool parents out there that have that helped me in this episode by submitting words of thanks or the attitude of gratitude that comes from their, their homes. 
It's our turn now, though, to share our thanks with you. And I have some special Memoria Press family members that have a few words to share. I'm thankful for each one of you, for your dedication to the education of your children, and for partnering with us to help make our curriculum even better. I'm thankful every day for your support and wish for you the best of Thanksgivings and a joyous Advent season to come. Happy Thanksgiving. Today I give thanks for each and every one of you as you've joined us in spreading truth, beauty, and goodness. As we celebrate this holiday, may you be blessed with friends and family as we give thanks for everything that we have. I am thankful that you chose Memoria Press to partner with in the education of your child. Thank you for putting your trust in us and in the curriculum, and I look forward to the years to come. As I reflect on the blessings of this year, I'm thankful for you, the heroes of your homeschool. Thank you for partnering this year with Memoria Press as we help you save Western civilization one student at a time. Well, it's not that you haven't heard from me enough on this episode, but it's my turn now. It's my turn to talk to, I agree with Ryan, our heroes out there, our homeschool heroes. I wanna give thanks for you as well. I wanna give thanks that, you know what, there may be two meals worth of dishes in your sink that you've not gotten done yet, but you're sitting and reading to your kids or you're working on flashcards. Maybe not today on Thanksgiving, but I know this is what every day brings for you. I wanna give thanks that the house may be unkept, but you are keeping the souls of your children tight and you are leading them to the Lord and you are leading them to be beautiful, educated, young individuals in the classical education that Memoria Press wants to partner with you on. You are our heroes. And every moment of every day that I get to work with homeschoolers, I give thanks for you. So God bless you on this Thanksgiving Day in 2021. And we look forward to many more times together here on The Homeschool Journal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.